Social media has drastically changed the way we communicate, learn, share, and engage with the world. It's also changing the way our brains function. And according to research, more than 69% of adults and 81% of teens use social media daily, with more than 90% of teens using it for more than four hours a day. The constant ability to access social media through smartphones means our brains are exposed to high volumes of stimulation and our neurons are firing all day long, which creates changes in the neurological architecture of our brain. Research demonstrates regular social media use is actually changing our brain structure, function, and cognitive development in a few key areas. So today, I'm going to talk about these different areas. You're listening to the Digest This Podcast, and I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get right into it. Let me talk about gut health for a second, particularly the gut mucosal barrier. And every year, more and more people are developing gut issues. So why is our gut being so compromised so much? Why is what was designed to protect us from viruses being hit so hard these days and ultimately being suppressed, resulting in poor gut health? Well, Our modern living impairs immunity at the mucosa. Each day, our bodies are bombarded by a host of disruptive things that weaken this line of defense. Air pollutants, pesticides in the food and water supply, medications, stress hormones, refined carbohydrates, processed food, and micronutrient deficiencies, among many other factors, disrupt the architecture and make the gut barrier more penetrable. This makes it easy for harmful particles to get inside, including viruses, bacteria, molds, allergens, and environmental toxins. But there's good news, you guys. Colostrum has been clinically shown to help guard against inflammation and everyday toxins and pollutants. There are over 5,000 published studies to date documenting the benefits of colostrum and its ability to optimize health at all stages of life. Colostrum intake has been linked to fewer respiratory tract and GI infections in children and adults, including recent studies showing it's three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. That's right. You heard me. Colostrum has been clinically shown to be three times more effective than the flu vaccine without any risk or harmful side effects. If you've been following me on Instagram, then you probably have seen me talk about Armour Colostrum specifically. Armour Colostrum is different. They use a proprietary cold chain biopotent technology that distills over 200 functional nutrients, guaranteeing the highest bioactive integrity and bioavailability. They also only extract and use the surplus colostrum from grass-fed, pasture-raised, happy cows that are no longer needing it to supply their young. So you know you're not taking away from animals that need it. Only the surplus colostrum is used and Armora makes sure they are getting only the best from healthy USA cows from family farms. 
Armra has three flavors, orange, watermelon, and unflavored, which is my personal favorite because the unflavored has no natural flavors and just one single ingredient. It tastes creamy and kind of just delicious in my opinion, just kind of like a milky, creamy goodness. And it's suitable for even those with dairy sensitivities because the casein is removed, which is the protein most people with a dairy allergy react to. And Armra has many dairy sensitive customers. And for those who do not have a true allergy, but rather have a dairy intolerance, the culprit is usually not the dairy itself, but rather the way that it is processed. All commercial dairy utilizes high heat and aggressive processing for pasteurization and sterilization. Unfortunately, this changes the structural shape of the proteins and destroys the omega fat molecules, rendering them unrecognizable to the body as a food. This is what triggers the immune system inappropriately, leading to intolerance symptoms like digestive complaints, rashes, and inflammation. However, Armra's innovative cold chain biopotent technology distills colostrum's 200 plus functional nutrients without the use of high temperatures, guaranteeing the highest bioactive integrity and bioavailability. As a result, Armra is actually anti-inflammatory and often well-tolerated by customers who typically would have dairy intolerance otherwise. So if you want to rebuild your whole body microbiome and strengthen your immune barriers along the mouth, sinuses, lungs, gut, urinary, and reproductive tract to block unwelcome particles for your strongest immune health, I highly recommend Armra Colostrum. Go to tryarmra.com and use code DIGEST to receive a special discount for my podcast listeners only. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com and use code DIGEST to receive a discount. Again, that's tryarmra.com and use code DIGEST. I hope you love it as much as I do. So one of the few key areas is the attention capacity. So when using apps like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, users are viewing what seems like an endless scroll of photos, captions, comments, likes, and tags. While users are processing this constant influx of information, additional amps, prompts, and notifications are competing for attention and can cause individuals to displace their connection, concentration across multiple incoming media streams. This puts our brains in a constant state of multitasking, thus hindering our ability to focus and shortening our attention span. I'll even look at my own Instagram Reel Insights where it shows like it shows you the average amount of time that my followers watch my own reels and for a 30 second reel most people tap out at around 12 seconds. Guys, I make 30 second reels displaying mostly recipes which by the way take me a few hours to create, edit and develop. Then I put that recipe into a 30 second video and people still only watch for about 12 seconds. 
If people's attention span taps out at 12 seconds, that's a problem, you guys. And in fact, reports say that many users will watch a video for three seconds. And if beyond three seconds, they aren't engaged, they move on. Researchers believe that since social media competes for your attention with the promise of continuous new content, heavy social media users become less able to ignore distraction in general, which leads to poor cognitive performance and shrinks parts of the brain associated with maintaining concentration. So another area social media affects is our memory process. Research shows that heavy social media use is linked with memory difficulties, especially in your transactive memory. This kind of memory involves deciding what information is important enough to store in your brain and what information can be outsourced. Social media's central feature, which is the sharing and storing of your experiences, may actually be altering which memories you keep and which ones you don't. In one study, the participants were asked to record and experience using their notes or social media, and other groups were asked to simply experience the event without recording it. Now, at the end of the study, those who had recorded or shared the event performed worse and showed more of a memory difficulty, like they they couldn't remember everything that they actually experienced. And the ones who experienced the event without recording it totally remembered their overall experience because, well, they were simply enjoying it and they weren't focused on actually recording it. Consequently, not only did the individuals lose some memory of their original experience, but they may also experience longer-term defects in the size and function of their brains. Now, this is, again, reported by researchers from this study. There are a myriad of positive aspects to social media, of course, like including new friendships, career opportunities, exposure and connection to new cultures and movements, just to name a few, right? But the science tells us that no matter how important it is, it's definitely just very more, most importantly, to be aware and guard ourselves against what perhaps the negative effects social media can bring to our brains specifically. Now, there's also the emotional response uh, aspect of social media. So again, social media, it's made to be addictive, just like a positive comment can present a little hit of dopamine into our brains, right? So that's, that's, this is creating a reward pathway in the brain, causing you to desire likes and retweets and just more positive affirmations. However, the absence of likes and comments can leave us feeling empty, sad, anxious, or depressed because our brain isn't getting that hit of dopamine. Research shows regular social media users, especially those under the age of 30, often find themselves comparing their lives to those they see online, questioning their self-worth and overanalyzing their relationships and importance 
to those in their social circle based on social media. I'll even admit to comparing my home with others thinking or wishing I had their master bedroom suite or their luxurious bathroom or that perfect backyard with the pool and water slide for barbecues and entertaining. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in that game, right? So we have to always be conscious of just not only how much time we are spending on social media, but also the content we are taking in and check ourselves to see if this is serving us. Now, self-comparison and feeling left out aren't concepts specific to social media, but most social media apps allow the process to happen much faster and much more often than real life interactions. Studies have shown interactions people experience online, whether positive or negative, can start to shape users' behavior in their real world experiences, according to a study from the Relationships and Technology lab at the University of Kansas. For example, people may feel additional pressure to present their ideal self and go out of their way to take photos just for social media usage. So the people you're comparing yourself to on social media aren't even being real themselves. This kind of exaggerated self-representation perpetuates the cycle of comparison and often leads to feelings of inadequacy and sadness. So despite how social media may have changed your life for the better, and no matter how much you enjoy carrying around a mini dopamine dispenser, moderation is key. Now, we definitely want to avoid overstimulation from social media. And if you're feeling overstimulated or overwhelmed after too much screen time, try a few of these quick tips. You can certainly limit your screen time on social apps, allow yourself only 35 to 45 minutes of social media time a day and designate a specific time of day to use the app. Secondly, you can uh, control your phone, turn your phone off when you're working on a project or delete social media apps from your phone so you aren't tempted to pick up your phone and scroll during the day. Now, deleting it may be a little too extreme for some, but even if you put it in a folder so it's less easy to access, that could be super helpful. Now, again, I know this may be difficult because like so many of us today, social media is our job, including myself, right? So I that's my job. I personally have to be on social media. I mean, I literally have to to be on it all day for my job. This is how I make a living, right? So for those in the same boat as myself, you can still set boundaries like having a cutoff time at night and no phones before X time in the morning. Now, lastly, you can relax your mind. Now, instead of reaching for your tablet or phone to scroll through social apps, take a 15-minute walk around the block or practice meditation or prayer in a quiet area of your home away from any electronics. Even going outside, looking at the sunlight, and even if you're in a non-lit area, if it's not even sunny outside, the light just from the natural day can truly, truly help your eyes. And we should all just be looking away from screens every. 30 minutes anyways, just to protect our eyes. I hope this Bite of Knowledge episode was helpful and insightful. And if you think of anyone else that needs to hear it, please share it with them as well. I always appreciate your support on this podcast and I'll see you this Wednesday for another longer episode you certainly don't want to miss. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, 
sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.